0: Hey everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal Constitution, coming to you from Mercedes-Benz Stadium with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. If you weren't here for Atlanta United's game against Montreal, you missed a doozy for a whole bunch of different reasons. Final score, 3-3. Atlanta United rallies from 3-1 down after being up one to nothing to earn a 3-3 draw. It is the third time in five regular season games that Atlanta United has rallied to earn a positive result. Its winless or its unbeaten streak at Mercedes-Benz Stadium is now at 10 games, and it will be off for the next two weeks before it goes to D.C. United, a place where it has rarely had luck, as it attempts to earn more points this season. So, a quick summary of the game. Joseph Martinez scored in the sixth minute when he was gifted a pass by Kone of Montreal, He's trying to do a back pass, but he hit it right to Joseph, right in between two center backs. Joseph took a few steps, hit a shot from outside the penalty box, goal, At Learning United takes a 1-0 lead. And then at Learning United continued to press, was really playing well. It's a, a theme for the team this season. It's kind of owned the first 20 to 30 minutes of the first half. And then it starts to become undone. This time, the undoing started with its own corner kick. It was played short to Brooks Lennon. He kind of dribbled up the field and kind of around and around and around. He tried to play a pass to Ronald Hernandez, who was standing in the middle of the field. The pass was under hit. Hernandez tried to clear it, didn't really clear it very well. Alan Franco tried to get on the ball. He tripped, and that allowed Montreal to really have a break against nobody. The pass was hit into Atlanta United's half. Jordi Mihaljevic ran onto it. He had a player on his right. All he had to do was beat Brad Guzan, and he did for the goal in the 28th minute. And that really, really seemed to deflate Atlanta United. They, they It quit playing, manager Gonzalo Pineda said. Um, so let's hear Pineda talking about kind of what happened there.
1: Yeah, I felt, first of all, that with uh, with Alan Franco kind of – Change it because at times uh, Alan takes an important role on what type of play is, is the one we're going to play in set place. And then there was a negative pass, and then it was a bad pass, it was a 50 50 pass. They, we were not able to win that one, and then the transition comes. Um, it, uh, it wasn't planned like that, that play, obviously. Um, but we need to do better to adjust when one of our players doesn't go, and then I think it was just a bad play at the wrong time.
0: Montreal then scored. Kone scored in the 37th minute. Uh, they, Montreal switched the play from right to left. There were two Atlanta United defenders on the, on what would be its right side, Montreal's left, going against two Montreal players, but no one pressured uh, Lapalinen. He hit a cross back toward the penalty box. Kone beat Ozzie Alonso, one-time goal, Montreal 2-1 to lead. Then they scored again, five minutes later. Again, Kone gets into the penalty box. No one tracks him. He's pulled down or knocked down by Miles Robinson. It was a soft penalty, but it was a penalty. And Romeo Kyoto steps up and hits the penalty kick. 3-1 to lead for Montreal. Atlanta United looked done, to be honest with you. Uh, they don't really rally. We've seen this many, many times last season. Once the team goes, falls behind, it is it has an awful, awful, awful record. Um, but Gonzalo Pineda rolled the dice, made three immediate subs to start the second half. On came George Campbell for Alan Franco, who was a bit injured. On came Jake Mulraney. And on came Tiago Almada, designated player. Atlanta United began to pressure Montreal, had two decent chances uh, early. Martinez shot wide to the right. Gutman shot wide to the left off a nice left-footed volley. But then because Atlanta United was having to press to try to get two goals, Montreal was able to take advantage of counterattacks. It should have had a couple of goals, but it didn't. Tom Dwyer comes on. Three minutes later, he's given a red card for just a horrible tackle, just a, a, a really a dumb play by him. So Atlanta United is down to ten men. Things don't look good. The ball comes out to Diego Almada, about 25 yards from goal. Two defenders run at him. He gets past them with a sidestep, sets himself, readies to shoot, starts to fall down, gets the shot off, upper right corner, 3-2, 85th minute, Atlanta United. Suddenly, Atlanta United's back alive. The, The crowd is back alive. They're pressing for that goal, pressing for that goal. Pass is played into Joseph Martinez. He's fouled about 30 yards, 35 yards from goal, a little bit to the left of, of the center of the pitch. Brooks Lennon and Thiago Almada kind of stand over the ball. They both practice free kicks a lot after training. We've already seen Almada doing it. He and Moreno were out there for a long time Thursday along with Lennon. Lennon gets the nod. Montreal sets its wall. Sebastian Breza kind of plays like he thinks it's going to his left corner. Lennon instead goes to his left, Brazos' right. He said as soon as he hit it, he knew it was going to be good. Brazo got caught leaning, was able to get over and get a hand on it, but in it goes. 3-3 at lining out. He gets that valuable point. Doesn't suffer a loss at home. It was a nice moment. Here's Lennon talking about the goal. I mean, were you as surprised as everyone else when it went in, I guess is the question to ask. No, I wasn't surprised. <laughs> uh, I knew – I knew – once I hit it, I knew I I, I had a, it had a chance. It was uh, I hit it I hit it pretty well, and um, the goalie was was leaning a little bit. So um, you yeah, know, like I said, just happy it went in, and happy for this group to be able to come back and, and tie this game. Uh, unfortunate result, like I said on the field. I said that on, the, on a little brief interview on the field. Um, you know, we're not happy with ties, especially here at the bends. Um, but you know, with all the circumstances being uh, that we were down three one. To be able to come back and tie is, is really good for us. And here's Pineda talking about the three comebacks in the last five regular season games.
1: It, it says a lot about the, the heart of the team. And for me, that's very important. That I just told them that sometimes when we are not sharp, we are not good in possession, we're not finding the spaces, the, 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 the minimum requirement for us is to put everything in every 50-50 ball to win duels, to be willing to press, to be willing to do double duties at times. So you saw at times Joseph Martinez sprinting out to defend almost on the flank next to Brooks Lennon, Uh, Aussie Alonso pushing higher and going to regain balls. And I think we saw that willingness from everyone. So that is what we are trying to do. But obviously we, plan for a very different game. We plan for a for a game where we were controlling the tempo, especially after the first goal, we need to be able to control the game, to be controlled, uh, to have better possession, to be more creative and continue the attacks. But today, I mean, we show that side of the team that I'm very happy because I think that part is super important for what we want to achieve.
0: Yes, it is super important but the team can't keep doing this. So Pineda was asked, how can he get it to play 90 minutes?
1: That's uh, about the consistency, right? And to be consistent and not just throughout the games, but throughout the season. So we cannot be with these performances sometimes very good, sometimes not so good. We need to make sure that we are consistent and we are going in the right path. But again, games like these, when probably the opponent is better, sometimes the opponent is just better and then I mean, there are moments like this in any season that you want that reaction from the team. But obviously, yes, we work. We are going to work a lot on that to be consistent and try to maintain the intensity of the ball for 90 minutes, which is difficult, but that's the objective for sure.
0: But of course, when you get moments of individual brilliance, like that of Almeida, like that of Lennon, you can rally, you can steal points. Really, this has kind of been the knock on Atlanta United for a long time. It has to rely on moments of individual brilliance uh, to score. And Almeida had one. Here's Pineda talking about Tiago Almeida's influence on the game.
1: We already knew that that's a quality that he can provide to the team. He's the one that can score those type of golazos. He's the one that can maybe play through balls in behind to, to open the, the door for goals. Uh, but obviously you saw that he still needs some connections and to be understanding better the tactics and the spaces. Uh, but, I mean, he was fantastic. I think in a different game, if that was the goal winner or something else, it could have been, uh, you know, even, even better um, for, for Thiago. But I think it's a great start with the team, great goal.
0: And here's Almeida talking about that goal.
1: Well, the ball fell to me, and then two defenders came up to me, so I was able to to dribble past them, and then I I fell as I was hitting it. Um, But just really happy that it went in. Um, Very happy to score my first goal with Atlanta.
0: Um, It was important for us to be able to take something from that very difficult game. Um, But, you know, the team is the most important. And, of course, the last moment of individual brilliance was Brooks Lennon's free kick. Here's Pineda talking about the free kick yes,
1: I think we noticed this year they are willing to try a bit more the, 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 the direct free kicks. Every um, in the two days before the game, the day before the game, they are trying to put the wall, they are asking for that and they are trying to even do a little bit of competition. And not just uh, Brooks, but we've seen another couple that are very good on that, so happy for that. Um, but obviously we want to make sure that our chances come out of very different plays, but this is a good addition to our repertoire.
0: Now let's look at the stats from the game. Atlanta United, one possession, for whatever that's worth, 53.8% of the ball, but it only had an expected goals of 0.71 to Montreal's 2.94. Montreal is going to be kicking itself that it did not get out of here with three points. Atlanta United had eight shots to Montreal's 16, three on target to Montreal's six. Atlanta United became the first MLS team to score three goals from outside the penalty box since it did so against Montreal in 2018. So that's a little bit weird, huh? Individual leaders for Atlanta United, Joseph Martinez with two shots, three players tied with one shot on target. Brooks Lennon led with three chances created. Batas Suzetu led with 78 completed passes. Ozzie Alonzo with 17 completed passes in the final third. Brooks Lennon with six crosses attempted. Brad Guzan with 10 recoveries. Ozzie Alonso and Jake Mulraney with three dribbles completed. The leader in expected goals for Atlanta United was Joseph Martinez was 0.42. Kyoto led with Montreal 1.59 expected goals. Alonzo Nuzetu led with touches at 94. So there you go. So we're going to toss to a break and then we're going to come back with your questions. This is Southern Fried Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. If you're listening to us for the first time, please follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please give us a good rating so we can grow the show. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut, are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. I'm Ernie Suggs. And I'm Ned Ravone. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in metro Atlanta that black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at
1: www.ajc.com slash unapologetically All
0: right, we're back at Lenny United 3-3 draw with Montreal here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Before we get to the mailbag, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for Atlanta United supporters and listeners to this podcast. If you subscribe today, you will not only get unlimited digital access to the AJC and the Sunday paper for $2.30 a week, but we are also throwing in a special limited edition Atlanta United and Atlanta Journal-Constitution scarf. So sign up now at subscribe.ajc.com utdscarf. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash utdscarf. And now let's get into some of your questions. Adam, friend of the podcast, says, every team has to have a great comeback in their history, right? Hup, Atlanta, hup. Why does Huzetu always receive the ball and turn his back to goal? As your tweet alluded, Atlanta lost so many chances to push forward and catch the defense out of position. Yeah, this is something I've noticed about Huzetu. Instead of kind of checking his shoulder and taking a ball while turning toward the opponent's goal, he often just takes the ball with his back toward the opponent's goal. And so then that creates... Another second or two where he has to turn and look upfield and it's just a lost opportunity, a potential lost opportunity. I'm hoping that he's getting coaching to kind of show him, check your shoulder and then turn away. It's one of the things that Darlington Dagby was very, very good at. There was a moment in the first half that Ozzie Alonzo did it and it just created all sorts of space. So let's see if Huzetu can do that. Why is Joseph so static when Atlanta has possession in the final third? Atlanta has a whole lacked movement as a midfielder brought the ball up and that allows defenders an easier job marking. You're preaching to the choir, Adam. I've been complaining about this for two years. I guess it's got to be the tactics. Um, I don't know, but it's got to get fixed. If everyone was healthy, would Marcelino Moreno make your starting 11? Sadly, I think his current form finds him too slow or weak at times, especially if he's being forced to play on the left. I prefer Morrini in that role. That's a great question. I know Gonzalo Pineda thinks a lot of Marcelino Moreno. I don't see it. I think he dribbles too much. I think he's not fast enough to get past people when he's dribbling. You saw it tonight. He kept getting fouled or eventually just kind of losing the ball. I don't know if he's just not fit, not healthy, not whatever. So I don't think he would be in my starting 11, to be honest with you. Next question from Christopher Gillenwaters, who I think is new to the podcast. I noticed during the game that the fourth official, Sergei Demenchuk, spent a lot of time on the pitch talking to players and stepping between players. It looks like he mostly does USL games and has only done four MLS games before today, all as the fourth official. Was this game especially chippy? Was it a message from the professional referees organization to keep an eye on Chris Penso, who had a tendency to be inconsistent in his calls and discipline? Or is that just how he serves as the fourth official? I think it's probably just to gain him experience in Major League Soccer, to be honest with you, Christopher. Um, While typing this, Dwyer was sent off, which appeared to be the correct call, but I stand by my critique of Penso. He's far from the worst, but he's also far from the best. I'd agree with that. Um, He's young. He's gaining experience. It's hard to be a referee in Major League Soccer. We'll see how he develops. Now, Noah... (laughs) sent this before the game was over. Sadly, this game is already over. I am wondering what excuse people are going to use. Is it injuries? Is it lack of chemistry? Is it a lack of heart? What in the world, in all caps, is going on with this team? They just kind of lost their way. It's, it's It's a team that, despite having so much firepower and so much depth, I think it lacks confidence. And as soon as a mistake happens, it hangs its head. It has a hard time kind of finding its way back into games. It needs some sort of moment of brilliance like Almeida's goal, For it to kind of find its focus again. And it's just, it's not a good look for the team. And it's got to start to gain some confidence. It's got to have somebody really rally the team on the field. It needs a leader who's not the goalkeeper. And it just hasn't had that. So somebody's got to step up at some point. Dane asked, yesterday on the podcast, while giving your predicted 11 starters, if all healthy, you left out Hernandez. Accidentally, I assume, as you complimented him later, would I start him? Probably not. I would start Brooks Lennon at right fullback Hernandez for me doesn't do enough going forward and at times he's a liability defensively that's my take on Hernandez I think with consistent playing time he could get a lot better but you could argue that he was responsible for two of the goals today uh, directly or indirectly all right switching to the Twitters let's see what questions we have how big is the chance that Santiago Sosa will be a starter I don't know um, you could argue that Alonzo was responsible for one of the goals today when he didn't mark Kone on that second goal, but Santiago Sosa has had a lot of trouble marking runners too. I think he'll get a chance to start and then we'll see what happens. It will probably be at, well, I don't know if it'll be at DC United because Atlanta United on the road has issues. I think you'll see Alonzo start there and maybe see Sosa get the start at the next road game. Jacob says, we've had some pretty terrible performances but found results along the way. Can't think this is sustainable. So what do you think will change? It's a mindset thing. And they need their full strength 11. The team still has not been able to start with its full strength 11. It won't happen for weeks, but it can get a lot closer in the next couple of games if Almeida starts, if Pineda decides that Moreno is a starter, if he decides that Sosa is a starter, if he decides that Heinemann is a starter. Then you'll start to see maybe, I think, a much more consistent team. Nick says, I hope your ice cream was as awesome as Tiago's first goal. Thank you. What do you think will be Pineda's main focus in training over the international break in terms of improvement? It's got to be consistency. It's got to be chemistry. The team lacks both. I don't know how you do that in training other than just scrimmage, 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 but that's got to be it. How embarrassing of a game was this after the first 10 minutes? It was pretty embarrassing. I think the final 15 minutes of the first half was probably among the worst that the team has ever played. That includes the game at Toronto. That includes the game at Chicago. It was not good at all. So it ranks up there. Doug Shipman says, is it time for Campbell to be the starter over Franco? I think so. Alan Franco, to me, has been disastrous on defense so far this year. He's great going forward, but just a disaster on defense. Um, I like Campbell. I like the Campbell Robinson pairing much more than the Franco pairing. I thought Franco really played well at the end of last year, but it just has not happened so far this year. All right, I'm going to wrap up this edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. You can find me on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. You can find me on Instagram at Douglas David Robertson. If you're listening to us for the first time, please follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please give us a good rating so we can grow the show. All right, Atlanta United 3-3, draw with Montreal here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Y'all take care.